Hello and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman and today I have as my very, very special guest a sweet and amazing and kindred soul to me. Uh, my guest today is Roxanne Parks and Roxanne Parks is a lady that I met through a a group of women I decided to start and my friend invited her and she didn't even know her when she came but she was brought to me by divine providence because she has to be in my life so Roxanne is an author a speaker a mentor a life coach um, she is the founder of her ministries Roxanne Parks ministry she's she's written a really great book called you uh, are you enough which is great and so um, I am I think you should know her I think you should meet her I think you should encounter her because Roxanne is an encounter and it's great so welcome to my podcast Roxanne hey I'm glad to be here you call me an encounter girlfriend <laughs> this is like an encounter calling an encounter an encounter we, we so are, if you all really could see us our hands are flying our notes are flying we're having a lot of facial expressions, so I'm not the only encounter. <laughs> that's true. That's probably true. We we are a lot alike. Yes, we are. Good. That's the good news and the bad news. We are women of a certain age. Yes, we won't talk about it. And uh, we've earned our stripes. That's right, and our gray hair. Right, and that, we, that really isn't gray on either one of us. That we that listen. I think it's important to cover our sparkle. Um, because is that the gray hair? That is the gray hair. Okay. And I also tell people all the time that I've learned the secret to staying looking young. And that is that you gain five pounds a year because the fat don't crack and it holds out the wrinkles. And so you just look a little younger if you just add about five pounds a year. And <laughs> my theory is I'm way ahead. I'm an overachiever. You are. So I'm way ahead of the curve. Yeah, like yeah. I am good for yeah, the next ha- 10 you, years. Yeah, I love that. My fat don't crack. <laughs> So let's gain some weight. I'm like, whether we want to gain it or not, yeah. it gains on us. It does. <laughs> I found every decade it's harder. It is. I can eat less and gain more without even thinking about it. Yeah. It's I, ridiculous. But I have gotten to the place where I just fret. I just frankly do not care. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, that's not who I am. Like, I want to be healthy. That's right. important. That's right. But I can't. I can't. Melissa, we all want to be healthy enough to do the ministries that God has given us. So we do want to be that healthy, but we don't want to be stressed out about it. And the enemy, golly, he comes to rob, kill, and destroy a woman's heart in this area. And I just think you and I are done with that. Yeah, we are done with that. I mean, at what point do we go, okay, well, let's be healthy, but let's let's just don't spend so much life in the shame of 10 pounds or whatever or 10 hundred. Yeah. 10 hundred, is that a number? That's about a number. You know, it's funny because... We just came from having lunch. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey, if we're going to have lunch, I might as well have you be on my podcast, too. That's right. Uh, let's kill two birds with one stone because you're busy. you got stuff going. You're happening. Busy. You just got back off this crazy vacation with the love of your life. I did. And you did. How many? We did 20 national parks, 16 in Western America, and four in southwestern Canada. It, it was a dream. Yeah. yeah Motorhoming around the world. Yeah, it was. It's wonderful. But I'm telling you. Even though I love him and he loves me, when you put two thinking adults in a 24-foot motorhome, which is your living room, your kitchen, your bedroom, your car, uh, your your everything, uh, for about 10 weeks, it's it's an experiment in how much you love each other. <laughs> there was no distance to make the heart grow fonder in that. No, there wasn't. Was <laughs> no, no. But we got out and did a bunch of hiking and. And saw the Lord in so much nature. It was a beautiful trip. I know. I tell I tell Roxanne all the time. I live vicariously through your adventures and through the adventures of your children. You have the most adventurous daughter. Yes, I do. That I have ever seen in my yeah. life, and she 
I, I recognize that it. social media is everybody's highlight reel, but dude, her highlight reel yeah, yeah, is yeah. crazy yeah. good. Well, she's a traveler, and that's the good news and the bad news. When you're cute and single and young, and I'm the mother, and I'm married to the father, and this cute single young person just announced to us that she's going to take a trip around the world. Oh, wow. And she leaves in five weeks, and we're like, who are you going with? She goes, well, I'm not sure. I might go by myself. And we're like, oh, my gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> But you know what I've learned from my daughter, and she is going on this trip, and she is going with a friend. I've learned that you can't live in fear. Right. And she says, Mom, I, I could never travel if I was afraid. I cannot listen to the voice of fear and be a traveler like, like I am. So I just don't listen to the voice of fear. Mm-hmm. And she's a lot like my daughter in that my daughter says, you know, people are always worried about me because I'm carefree, but I'm not careless. That, right. That's exactly right. And and I'm carefree and I enjoy my life and all of that kind of stuff, but I'm not careless right. in the way that I approach that. And I think that that's really an important distinction because my daughter's tiny. I always tell Darling. her. Darling. She's a great and she's amazing. But uh, I always tell her, pack on some pounds because fatter people are harder to kidnap. And, <laughs> and and she's tiny, you know, like yeah. you're easy for somebody well, to pick and up. And Lauren's tiny too. Yeah. And, so, and they're both darlings. Yeah, I, I found all of the benefits of being fluffy. Like, it, it just is, like, I've decided to own it, embrace it, and celebrate it, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, I got a lot of grief from people when I started, when I sort of came out in, yeah. as to being okay with, like, nobody, my, my daughter's a size zero. She's the tiniest little thing, right? Right. And, but that doesn't make her better than me. No. We're just different. No, we're just And different. we just, when we learn to embrace who we are. So tell me, you are a powerful woman. I am filled with power. I am a power-filled woman. woman not, Tell me the difference. I don't know. I don't know if I'm powerful. When you said that, I wanted to go. Wait, wait, wait. Wrong podcast. Who are you talking to? I don't feel powerful, but I f- feel power-filled, and that's because I know the power within, and I know what a big God I have, and I know how faithful He is, and how trustworthy He is. So I walk in confidence because of who He is. Actually, Malaysia, you and I even talked about this at lunch. Uh, I've learned the more that I can die so that he can live, the more power-filled I am, and then the more effective I am that's as, a, awesome. as a human. So I've loved learning that. It's a constant dying, though, and that's never that doesn't seem fun at the time, but it sure brings a lot of freedom for the living. It does for sure. You know, one of the things I hear you talk about all the time, and I want you to share it with the listeners, is this concept of the slow dance with yeah. the Father. Oh. I read a book uh, several years ago by Major Ian Thomas, I believe, uh, called uh, The Indwelling Life of Christ. And uh, the subtitle, I believe, don't quote me on this, is All of Him in All of Me. And let me add, all the time. So my mantra became, I want all of Him in all of me all the time. And, And back in that years, when I was doing that several years ago, I just found that I just wanted to bow down to my to my will, my way. I wanted to go for his will, his way. Now, since when do we really think my will, my way is better than his will, his way? Well, we believe that lie all the time. All the time, because we march into the day as if our to-do list and our agenda is going to get it done. Right. And I'm realizing, uh, and the Lord knows me, he knows I actually have a to-do list. <laughs> he actually knows that. And I have two or three spares just in case. Yeah, right. And so when I uh, bow down every morning before I ever get up and say, Lord, uh, not mine but thine, and I want your will, your way all day, 
and uh, you're welcome to take my schedule and give me all the divine interruptions that you choose to have and may I be aware that uh, your presence is with me. So I, this is why you and I talked about being flexible. By the way, listeners, we both planned lunch and we both met at a different restaurant <laughs> and we, we totally were confident in where we were going. We were. And we were in the wrong places. We were. But what you've learned and I've learned is flexibility. Right. And uh, one thing that will keep you flexible is lack of communication, but human beings in general will either keep you flexible or you'll shoot them all. And so I just have got... But let's be real. That's true. <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. That is true. And last I know, I'm going to live with humankind, and I'm going to die being one. So this uh, God's really put a... I did a workshop for Branch 15 Ministries last fall called Grace in the Human Condition. And uh, we're just all stuck. With, we all have something in common. It's called the human condition. And we can either let that bless us or curse us or irritate us or, or whatever we want to let it do. And so uh, the more freedom I have in surrendering myself and my ways to his ways, actually the more freedom I have. I have never lived in as great a freedom as I have in the last many years where I actually uh, bow down um, so that I can stand up and I actually die so that I can live. That's awesome. It's really freeing. It is. It's the greatest thing ever. It's the quietest, deepest trust in a trustworthy God that gives a lot of freedom. Right. I was talking to a lady the other day, and she says, I said, well, you just got to peel another layer of that onion, don't you, girlfriend? <laughs> and and she goes, what? I go, well, you just got to die to that. It's yeah. just peeling another layer of the onion. She goes, I've been peeling layers of the onion all my life. How many layers are there to this onion? I said, that's the question we all have. <laughs> oh, no, not again. Yeah. Humble myself, yeah. bow down, let go. But let for go. real. But for real. <laughs> and so we were laughing because we're like, I think we have enough. We're going to keep peeling layers of onion until death do us part. Yeah. And and I love the freedom that you have said. So let's just own it. Let's just let them peel off faster. Let's don't fight the peeling. Because honestly, in my mind, I kind of think uh, what I have found in my life, Melissa, is the peeling of the layers of the onions of my life have been for more peace, more wisdom, more joy. And yet, who would? why do I fight over that? Right. The lying down and the bowing down and the humbling, or the very often the humiliation that brings to the humility. So I just know that um, I, there's just a lot of voices and a lot of choices. And um, I've just learned yield quick, die quick, so that you can live. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's important. I always say that God is, um, God takes us, I'm with you, I use the onion kind of thing. Like God takes off one layer at a time and he doesn't make it do, make us do it all at once because he knows we would it, we couldn't survive it. There you if go. we had to peel every layer at one time. Right, right. So he, he only takes us as far as he knows we can go. Right. And then he gives us a break and say, good girl, way to go. Look at you being brave. I'll be back later. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I, and, and we're both life coaches, so we're busy helping people. We're helping them, you know, release the layers of, of yes. junk in their life. And, uh, and and you know as well as I do, people can only go so fast, yes, so that's far, right. That's right. or so far so fast, and then they have to rest, and they have that's to heal. Right and they have to process through the the dying right. um, part, parts of the hard parts of their life. And that's really, that's a super important thing to recognize. Like, don't think that when you look at Roxanne or I or people who have are in ministry or people who have a platform, we're just, God is gracious with a platform. Man, we did not earn it or deserve it. Uh, we are, he is, if, if it wasn't for him, we'd burn the house down. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 
but we got here because we were willing to die and bow. And trust me, she said something super powerful a while ago, and in case you didn't hear it, I want to repeat it. She said that you will be humbled or humiliated, one or the other, and God doesn't God prefers us to humble ourselves, right? but he's willing to humiliate us if right. we need to go there. And that's actually that he loves us that much. Yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day going through horrible humiliation. She said, oh my gosh, Roxanne, I'm so humiliated. And I said, Connie, you look more humble than I've ever seen you. And it actually looks more like Jesus than I've ever seen you. And yet you say you're so humiliated. Well, if we know that humiliation is a friend, that right. brings us to humili humility, would we kind of be okay with it? I don't know that any of us love humiliation, but I have learned, just just go there, just own it, and just let it birth the greatest thing, mm -hmm. which is humility. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about in the peeling of the onion, uh, one thing I love is uh, when we talked about the Lord uh, patiently peeling, you said he, he, he does it and then he gives us a little grace, and then he does it again and again. He doesn't give us too many layers at once. And I, I just know because he's so patient with us and he's uh -huh. so loving and he's so kind. But he also extends his grace to us. And one of the things I'm finding, Melissa, is we don't actually extend grace to ourselves. That's really powerful. No, no, I'm telling you. Yeah, We, true. like, uh, whatever I want, I want it Tuesday. Right. Or I want it at 2.30. Right. I mean, whatever. My control freak is having a fit. You know, right. that deal. I want an Oompa Loompa Daddy, and I want it now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it's so funny. When he, when he's peeling the later, layers of utter, he's gentle. Yeah. He's kind. He's patient. He's filled with grace. And to me, I'm just getting any more because... You, 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 you and I referred to the slow dance, and one of my biggest things that prompted this conversation was the slow dance that I got into with all of him in all of me all the time required me to stop being on the performance treadmill. Wow. And and racing, 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 and doing, and doing, and doing. And I have this way of like, how many good things can I do for God? Have and, you discovered God doesn't need us to do oh anything? Oh, gosh, not a thing. And it just leads to exhaustion. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And one of the things I do in my ministry is I always will say to women, are you tired enough yet? Yeah. Are you tired enough yet? I believe the end of our rope is actually the very best place for us to be if it gives us the gift of the exhaustion that leads us into intimacy with him and that freedom to let go and let God. Oh, my gosh. Most people don't think that exhaustion or the end of their rope is a gift mm -hmm. and it is a gift if it teaches you to let go and let God or to lay down and rest in his arms so when you mentioned the slow dance I don't know if it was years ago exhaustion or just re repeating exhaustion you know the subtitle uh, of my book said is over uh, encouragement for the overwhelmed and exhausted now I'm referring to homeschool moms in the book but Really, it's just encouragement for the overwhelmed and the exhausted. And I find that all of us can be there. For sure. And even if we think we're over that, just the, that that's a revolving door. It's going to come back again. So um, I, just, I, I just know I want it off the performance treadmill. And what I found is that no matter how many people are in my life, whether it's a boss, a spouse, a child, a neighbor, a friend, anything, that they can always, that I can be overwhelmed or exhausted or irritated by these blessings. And so what I decided is that the only deep, true, honest, safe love affair was in the arms of my Savior. And so I, I pictured myself in the slow dance, being loved, being held, and just having whispers in my ear, Roxanne, this is the way 
turn now, turn in this way, or carrying me onto the next train of opportunity versus me running out and doing all these good things for God. I want to absolutely jump into his arms and have him only uh, put me on any train of opportunity uh, versus me creating the uh, performance opportunities that I felt like. Melissa, you deal with the performance mentality, don't you? All the time. Okay. All the time. And God does a better job at getting it done than us. I I remember very clearly sitting on my patio, which is where I encounter God every single morning. And uh, he said to me, don't you get it? I don't need you to do anything. That's right. Like I I can get, I can use a rock to get somebody saved if I need to. Right. Um, I don't need you or to do that. Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah, and, I, and I will talk out of an ass if I need to. That's Because right. I have in the past, right? <laughs> hey, Balaam's donkey, y'all. That's right. But anyway, um, and he said, the truth is every day is go to work with Dad Day. Like, I let you come along with me to do things on the world because I just think you'll think it's fun. But the truth is God could do what we do in... Um, That's right. In five minutes, but that takes us 10 years to get to the place, you know. Uh, I think he's already done things without us, and uh, it's probably easier for him. But a good father trains their children, and so it's the training process that he has us in because he's a good father. And so uh, when you recognize that God doesn't need us to do anything, it doesn't make us less valuable. No, no, no. It makes us... We, it, it's the loving father. That includes us. It includes us. That's and right. he lets and, us go to work with us. him. Yes, yeah, right. And he's like, hey, you're going to like this. Come along for the ride. Well, I for the third time, I read Henry Blackby's book called Experiencing God. And man, does it take three times or 30 times to read the scripture or read that book? Yeah. Because it pretty much verifies what you said, that God's actually at work. And he was at work before you were born. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be at work when you're not here. Absolutely. But for such a time as this, he created a Melissa. He created a Roxanne. He created the listener for such a time as this, in this nation, in this city, in this state for now. And I do think the fact that he is about his work, and if you're an elbow in the body of Christ or a foot in the body of Christ, he actually might need an elbow or he might need a foot. And he, the whole idea of coming along with him is so much less work yeah. Than thinking you have to lead the work, yeah, just and it's be involved just, with with him in the work. Yeah, and so then, and I tell people all the time, listen, the success or failure of anything on the planet is God's. That's exactly right. Like I don't, ha- I'm not here to hold the world up. I'm not here to make God successful or make him a failure. Like I don't have that kind of power. And so I, a lot of times, I'll talk to people and I'll say, you know, have you ever thought about doing this? Have you thought about sitting down for your quiet time in the morning and saying, Hey, Father, I'm here to listen. I'm, I, what do you want to say? And I'm going to be here and I'm going to listen. And if after 20 minutes you haven't heard or said anything, get up and say, well, I was here and I listened and you didn't say anything and that's your fault. <laughs> I, I was available. I was willing. I wanted to do it. But if, if you didn't have anything to say, that's your fault, not mine, because I right. was here. Right. right. And people get a little rattled about that's kind of irreverent and right. disrespect. And I'm like, no. Right. Like, I think he's okay to handle that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And But I, what I, what they find is, he, he talks way he more than they he, think. You know? He talks way more than they yeah. think, but they don't set aside time to listen. Right. Well, and I've learned that he talks so clearly through his word. And so I've, I'm, I'm trudging through uh, Leviticus. And <laughs> I, I hate to say I'm trudging through it, but there's a Have lot of Have you read law. Leviticus? That's right. That's right. And I, I guarantee if he can make Le- Leviticus alive to uh-huh. me in all the details of uh, the law that he showed, he can make anything alive. So sure. I think setting out time to hear him, whether it's in his word or quietly on your back porch, um, it's imperative and he can use 
uh, a, like you said, a donkey, and he can use Leviticus to teach us. But he, I actually believe, Melissa, that he wants to whisper in our ears. Absolutely. And he wants to teach us because he created you and I as a masterpiece, and he called us for good works. And so he, he celebrates our masterpieceness, mm-hmm. which very often we've allowed the enemy to make us believe that that's not true. Yeah. It's clear in Ephesians that that is true. And that actually we have good works to do, which means we're assigned ahead of time. Absolutely. To, jo- to join him. And the body of Christ is completely all gifted and uniquely. And so it doesn't matter if you're an elbow or a foot or a mouth or, a, or what you are in the body of Christ. All the parts are needed, and every woman's needed. And I love your challenge to say, go on the back porch and listen to the voice of the Lord for your day's mm-hmm. assignment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just what do you want to do? To, what, where are we going to work today, Dad? Yeah. You know, that's that's usually what What do you want to do today, Dad? I think you have, I know you have a plan, so what, what are right, we doing? Right, right. And, um, and so I appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh-huh. I want to end. Can you believe we're, we're already coming to the end of our yeah, yeah, of yeah, our yeah, session yeah. here? So I always want to end with rapid fire fun. Okay. okay. So don't don't put a lot of thought in it. Just shoot it out, whatever comes to your brain. And um, and so first of all, are you coffee or tea? Uh, I'm probably neither, but I'm probably coffee if if I'm either. Oh, are you just yeah. a straight up I'm water kind girl? Of a water a little bit of water. Although you know what, I found the water flavorings, and I'm squirting all sorts of weird things in my water because they have those opportunities okay. this day. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, are you a paper Bible or electronic Bible? <laughs> Golly, I'm half of everything. I'm both, but okay. probably more paper. Okay. I actually love to highlight. I love to underline. I love to put stars. I love to go back. And so my Bible's a mess. Mine too. And it's a beautiful mess. It's a beautiful mess. And so um, movie that you would watch over and over again. A movie that I have watched over and over and over again, The Sound of Music. I mean, just back in the day, just call me old-fashioned. I, I, I don't know if I've watched it 50 times, but maybe. No, over and over. But also, that's the kind I will put in the background if, like, I'm, I have a night by myself or my husband's out of town. I'll put it in the background because, like, I can sing all the songs and I know all the things. So I don't have to really be focused and I can keep just some fun levity going while I'm, maybe I'm clearing emails or something, but over and over. Favorite place on the planet? Oh, gosh. Probably, um, hmm. Actually, in a quiet spot in my own backyard is probably my favorite place. However, on that trip that we just came on, I would probably, some of the highlights were uh, Zion is beautiful. The, you know, we all know the Grand Canyon's beautiful. Um, uh, gosh, the Columbia River Gorge is stunning. Under a Waterfalls is pretty great. I bet we went to 30 waterfalls. By the end of our trip, I was like, I'm not hiking to another waterfall. <laughs> and at the beginning of our trip, we would hike eight miles to a waterfall. Oh, fun. And by the end, it's like, no. <laughs> But there's something about a waterfall. One so. dream you have that you haven't fulfilled yet? Uh, probably seeing my kids married to their special person. Okay. Uh, I The grandkid thing was a dream I was praying for. And as you know, about uh-huh. two months ago, we had a grandson. Uh-huh. So just, um, I don't know that I'm waiting for it with bated breath to compromise it. But I look forward to extending my family because I've been empty nested now. For about four or five years, and uh, I'm ready to expand the family. Yay! Yeah. Um, one place on your bucket list. You know, our trip was called the bucket list trip. Okay. And so we went to we did ten weeks of travel on our bucket list trip. Uh, one of the things that's still on the list is I've always wanted to do New England in the fall, and just drive through all those multicolor trees and beautiful areas. Mm-hmm. So that's probably still on our bucket list. Okay. New England in the fall. 
Well, so as I said, Roxanne, thanks for hanging out with me today. Mm -hmm. Roxanne is a gifted author, speaker, um, mentor, life coach. um, And if you want to get in touch with her, um, you can reach out to her through at at her website, which is RoxannePark.com. And if you want to book her to speak for you, if you need a mentor, if you're looking for somebody that's a good, great life coach, maybe you want to purchase her book, Are You Enough? Um, that book is available on her website too and on Amazon and all of the online booksellers. And so uh, I will link all of her website and stuff like that in the show notes for the podcast today. Uh, Do me a favor. If you are listening to this podcast, would you just do two things for me? Would you A, subscribe, tap that subscribe button so that the podcast is always in your news, in your feed every time there's a new one it'll be right there waiting for you also would you share our podcast with a friend or two and tell them about it if you like it and you're inspired by the amazing people in my life would you just share it with some friends one more thing would you give us a five-star rating go to itunes give us a five-star rating because it helps our podcast bubble up to the top and um most of all thank you thank you thank you uh for coming back or and listening again or if this is your first time thanks for showing up maybe you heard Roxanne was going to be on my podcast and this is the first time you've ever listened to it because you're connected to her if that's the case thanks for hanging out don't forget to hit the subscribe button Uh, you know what as we walk through our journey of life um, we have all kinds of experiences both good and bad and always remember that God doesn't waste a thing